Here we are again at the beautiful and confounding day we call Easter Sunday. All of the Bible, all of the church, all of Christianity, it hangs and hinges on this day. Easter, resurrection, out of death into life. If this story were not in Scripture, we would have thrown out our Bibles a long time ago. If the Bible doesn't tell us this story, then it tells us absolutely nothing. Easter is the one day when all the hopes and fears of all the years are made manifest right here and right now. Today we are the church. We are a church that have people here this morning who are firmly rooted in their faith. We have people who are filled with nothing but doubt. And we have people scratching their heads with questions. So what in the world should I say to all of you? How might I reach you where you are and provide words of wonder and challenge and grace How in the world can I tell you the greatest story ever told? All of what we've said already, all that we will say today can be found in these three words. He is risen. That's the whole thing. He is risen. So would you all please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. The tomb was empty and the body was gone. All four Gospels report this beginning of a strange and new reality. It is a wondrous and beautiful declaration. The tomb is empty and the body is gone. Yet in a sense, today is the most difficult day of the year for Christians. It's the most difficult day of the year because it is impossible to talk about resurrection. The resurrection is impossible to talk about because it utterly baffles us. It was and still is something completely unlooked for. It is without precedent. It's something that stuns us and shatters our conceptions of everything, even all these years later. Have you ever had to bury someone? Have you ever had to go to a cemetery and put someone in the ground? If you haven't, you will. You will come to know the deafening clasp of death. You will come to understand the grief and pain of entering into a new world without someone in it. You will come to know death in a thousand different ways. The death of a friendship, the death of a career, the death of your health, the death of your happiness. And when that death occurs, it will feel as if every bit of your hope has been buried in a tomb. Which maybe gets us a little bit closer to how the women were feeling when they walked to the grave at early dawn. We are compelled to get near to them on their journey because even though we know how the story ends, even though we know the tomb is empty, sometimes we cannot quite see how unprepared they were, how unprepared all of us are for the good news. Holy Week is always a very, very busy week in the life of the church. You know, we have Palm Sunday where we're waving the palm branches and then... Thursday, we've got our Monday Thursday service. On Friday, we've got Good Friday. Here we have an Easter Bunny breakfast on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we've got a sunrise service, an 8.30 service, an 11 o'clock service. It's a really, really busy week. On Monday, I came to church and I realized that I had gone a little too long without changing our sign that's out here on the edge of our property. And for about a month, it said one thing. All are welcome at this church. I thought that's a pretty worthy thing to have up for the whole of the public to see. But I realized now that we're in Holy Week, I should probably change it to, you know, I don't know, maybe put the times for our Easter services on. 
So I got here to church on Monday morning, and I went up into the main office, and we have the shelf of all the letters and all the numbers that we can use to put on the sign. And I had to get out a little notebook and write down all the letters I was going to use just to make sure we had enough and that it was going to fit. And then because I'm lazy, you might not know this, because I'm lazy, instead of putting them all in a basket and walking down the hill out this window, I decided to throw all the letters in the back of my car. I drove through our parking lot, and then I drove across the grass behind our sanctuary, and I drove all the way down to the corner. You know, our sign, it has these, like, graffiti-proof panes of glass on it. You have to have a key, and you have to unlock it. It takes like 10 or 15 minutes to take all the letters out, put the new ones in. you got to make sure they're all straight. you got to make sure you spell all the words correctly. You, know, you don't want to become a meme on the internet, all that stuff. So I went down there, and about 15 minutes later, I finally replaced the words. Join us for Easter Sunday, 6.30, 8.30, 11 a.m. That kind of thing. Once I was done, I locked it up, I got back in my car, I drove across the church lawn, behind the sanctuary, up past this window right here, and as soon as my tires hit the asphalt, right on the other side of this corner, a police officer came flying down our driveway, right over there. And I looked up in my rearview mirror, and he turned on his flashing red and blue lights. <laughs> Friends, I have to tell you that it took longer than I'm proud to admit to realize I was getting pulled over in our own church parking lot. So I, he pulled him right behind me, I put my car in park, I got up, and I started walking to him with my hands on my head. <laughs> and he came out of his car and he said, what were you doing on the lawn? Were you vandalizing the church property? I said, no, sir. I'm a pastor. <laughs> he said, oh, really? And I looked down, and I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and my running shoes. I said, I promise I'm the pastor. I probably see here, I'm just replacing the letters on our church marquee. He said, okay, well then what does it say? Like, I didn't know if he was genuinely interested or if he was testing me. You know, if he was going to find out and then he was going to go, look, I think he thought that I was doing donuts in the grass at 9.30 in the morning on a Monday in front of the church. So what does it say on the sign? So it says, please join us for Easter at 6.30, 8.30, or 11 o'clock in the morning. For a moment, he didn't say anything. Kind of looked back over his shoulder at his cruiser, and then he looked back at me, and he said, Hey, can I ask you a question? Said, sure. So, do you really believe all that? Do you really believe all I said, believe all what? It's an Easter. Resurrection. Life after death. Do you really believe all that? Do you really believe all that? The women are walking to the tomb, and they are in nothing but grief. Their Lord, their friend, their teacher had been nailed to a cross in front of their very eyes. Dead. Taken down. Placed in a grave. And they're walking up in the cool of the morning in nothing but grief. They had lost someone they loved. It's the same way we feel whenever we go to a place with tombstones. Why do we go to graveyards? Some of us go to graveyards because we want to connect with someone we love. Some of us go to graveyards because we want to read what it says. We want to connect with the past. Some of us want to go to graveyards because it feels spooky. We like the way it makes the hair on the back of our neck stand up. Some of us go to graveyards because we don't know where else to go. Death 
flips our worlds upside down. It is, unlike anything else, the proverbial rug that gets pulled out from under our feet. If you have not known someone who has died, when it happens, it turns your world upside down. It messes with our understanding of rationality. People go to graveyards for all sorts of reasons, but no one goes to visit a grave because they expect somebody to rise out of it. Luke, in his gospel story, wants us to know that this new reality was totally inconceivable. The women are completely perplexed. They don't know what to do when they see that the tomb is empty. And to make things even more confusing, there are these two angelic men on the inside, and so they fall down to the ground in the posture of worship. And then there's this great silence for a moment when no one says anything. And in that silence, there are all of their questions and all of our questions. How is this possible? Where is Jesus? What does this mean? And then these two angelic messengers ask one of the best questions in the whole of the Bible. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? You know, Easter is this terrifyingly wonderful reminder that God's ways are not our ways. God constantly subverts what we expect and even what we believe precisely because God's ways are not of our own making. God is totally different than us. Why do you look for the living among the dead? The question, it continues to burn in our minds and our souls even these centuries later because we know the question is also meant for us. We too cling to the corpses of long dead ideas. We cling to former visions of ourselves and our churches and our institutions as if the most important thing in the world would be for them to return to what they once were. We grasp at our loved ones too tightly, refusing to let them change. We choose to stay with what is dead because it is safe. But then there's this question. Why do you look for the living among the dead? God's doing a new thing. And notice, these women, they don't remain at the tomb to ask all of their lingering questions. Well, how is this possible? What does it mean for me? No, they are told. They are asked this rhetorical question and they get up and they leave. They are content that God has done something new and something strange and they only break the silence by returning to the other disciples to tell them what had happened. And do you know how those disciples respond? They do not believe the women. Let this be a lesson. We should always believe women. Amen? Amen. Okay. Notice the women are the ones who said amen. The women bring the story back to the disciples. They are the very first preachers. And how do they respond? They do not believe them. To these disciples, the whole transformation of the cosmos is crazy. And they are the ones who had been following Jesus for years. They had heard all the stories. They had seen all the miracles. And yet they didn't believe on the first Easter. Throughout the history of the church, we've often equated faith and belief for what it means to be Christian. We lay out these doctrines and these principles, and so long as you abide by them, so long as you believe them, then you're in. But one of the problems with that kind of Christianity, frankly problems with Christianity at all, is that it places all the power in our hands. We become arbiters of our own salvation. Moreover, we have used this doctrine of utter belief to exclude people who do not believe what we believe. 
All of us here have come of age in a world in which we were and are told again and again that everything is up to you. You're a person of potential. And so long as you work hard and make all the right choices and believe all the right things, then your life will be perfect. Except that's a lie. It's a lie. And the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is completely contrary to that way of being. It is completely contrary because we have nothing to do with it. Jesus wasn't waiting in the grave until there was the right amount of belief in the world before he broke free from the chains of sin and death. Jesus wasn't just biding his time, waiting for his would-be followers to engage in perfect systems of morality before he gave them the gift of salvation. Jesus does this without us. That's the good news. The women return to the disciples. They tell them all they have seen and they have heard, and the disciples do not believe them. To them, it is an idle tale, and they went about their business. But not Peter. Ever eager Peter. He had to see for himself. He had to go to the tomb to see with his own eyes what had been told to him. And when he looked into the empty tomb, he saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home amazed at all he had seen and all he had heard. He went home amazed. It doesn't say he went home and believed. He went home and was amazed. I think that might be the Easter message for us this year. Not look at the empty tomb and believe, but look at the empty tomb and be amazed. Be amazed. You know, the police officer stood here in our parking lot with his question hanging over both of our heads. Do you really believe it? All of it. The resurrection, Easter, Life after death, do you really believe it? You know what I said? Yeah, I do. I really do all of it. Because otherwise, all of this would be in vain. If the resurrection isn't real, then we are all fools. If the resurrection isn't real, there's no sense in turning the other cheek. There's no sense in praying for your enemies. All of it hangs on the resurrection. And then he left. I believe in the resurrection. But I also know that the resurrection is pretty unbelievable. I can't prove the resurrection. I can't make you or anyone else believe anything. But you know what? I see resurrection every day. I see it when we gather at the table in anticipation of what God can do through ordinary things like a, some bread and a cup. I see resurrection when we open up this old book every week, knowing that Jesus still speaks to us anew. I see resurrection at church, at this church, through a whole bunch of people who can't agree on anything, but they do agree that Christ's victory over death has turned the world upside down. I see resurrection in people who come looking for forgiveness and they actually receive it. I see resurrection. In the crazy gift of grace offered freely to people like you and me who deserve it, not at all. The good news, friends, is that Jesus Christ has been resurrected from the dead. But the even better news is this. Christ is still raised whether we believe it or not. The resurrection is not contingent on us. It is all up to God. It is the best news the world has ever heard. And so I offer this best word to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen.